Hey, Joshua Segafis here. On this podcast, I teach men and women how to increase their attraction, level up their dating game, and embrace the alpha mentality. If you're sick of a dating or relationship life that sucks, stick around. This is exactly where you want to be. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Joshua Segafis here. Listen, I just opened up my new mastermind tribe, an exclusive community where alpha-minded men and women can get the individualized coaching and guidance they need to truly level up their dating game and embrace the alpha mentality. Find it at joshuasegafis.com forward slash mastermind tribe or check below. You should find a link in the comments. It's free for the first month. And if you believe in anything I say or talk about, this is the ultimate mastermind tribe for you. Go sign up. I'll see you there and we'll crush it together. Now, let's get on to today's episode. All right. I think we're live. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Joshua Segevis YouTube and Podcast. This is the YouTube and Podcast show. We're talking about how to increase your attraction, level up your dating game, and embrace the alpha mentality. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that I have kind of held off on talking about for a little while because it's a little bit outside of the realm of what I usually talk about, which is... um you know, increasing your attraction, leveling up your dating game. But it is relevant, and I do want to talk about it. And I actually have quite a bit of experience with this particular topic because I spent a number of years uh, living in the in the poly community. I was a polyamorous individual once upon a time, and so I think I have some things that I can bring to this conversation that would be helpful and useful. So first of all, I want to talk about what uh, what it is. For those of you who may not have heard the term before, what is polyamory? Uh, so WebMD defines it as having multiple loving relationships at the same time, right? Wikipedia defines it as the practice of or desire for intimate relationships with more than one partner with informed consent of all partners involved. So those are just some examples of definitions for it. And uh, those are pretty good definitions, you know. Um, basically, it's, you know, having more than one lover, having more than one person that you're intimate with and having a, maybe an actual relationship with, right? And more specifically, it describes the process of having partners, multiple partners to a level where you actually have entered the agreement stage of a relationship like with multiple people, more than one, or that you're willing to do so. Not all people who say, you know, they're polyamorous uh, actually have multiple partners, but maybe they're, you know, they believe in that kind of lifestyle and they're willing to do that. And, you know, maybe they're even looking for that kind of thing. Okay, so right off the bat, polyamory gets a bit of a bad rap, right, from for example, the manosphere, a lot of guys in the manosphere, they'll say that, uh, you know, any guy who enters into some kind of a polyamorous relationship is basically immediately cucking himself, right? Because a real man would never allow his woman to sleep with other men, right? It's, it's cuckoldry, it's betatization, makes you a weak man, right? Uh, and then um, the idea is <clears throat> that women who engage in polyamory uh you know basically it's like if you 
give your attention to a woman who's also entertaining other men. Basically, you're simping for her, right? So those are kind of the, from the manosphere and from the male perspective, those are kind of the criticisms. And those are reasons for why there are a lot of like uh, coaches out there. There are a lot of people in the manosphere communities who really like basically who who say that it's a really bad idea to get into those types of relationships, right? Um, now, I'm going to just talk about this. I'm, I, this is a really, really big topic, and this is just kind of a more basic video discussing it, so I, I, I can't get too in-depth. Otherwise, you know, we'd be here for hours. But what I want to talk about is the concept of self-responsibility, self-validation, self-actualization, right? So at the very basis for everything, we have the alpha mentality. I believe in this very much. I believe that the alpha mentality should serve as the filter through which we orchestrate our lives and create our destinies. And so the alpha mentality tells us that we, we take action. We take it upon ourselves in life to create the destiny, the life we want for ourselves through intentional purpose-driven action, right? Uh, so what we don't want to do is just react to the chaos of the world, right? So right away, this gives us some answers about a lot of different things, including polyamory. So for example, the very most basic answer to this question, or the very most basic answer to whether or not polyamory is a good idea for you could be you know, defined as, well, are you choosing it because you want it? And that's the destiny you want for yourself, right? So for example, um, the guy or the woman who says, you know what? I want to have several committed partners at one time. I think that'd be an awesome life. I'm going to go get that for myself. And they go out and they do that. Well, they're utilizing the alpha mentality. Whereas the person who says, I'm struggling with dating. I don't really know how to get a win. And then they get hit on by someone who's polyamorous. And then they're like, well, I never really thought of being polyamorous. And to be honest, I don't really want to be, but I like this person. So I'm going to kind of try to go along with it and, and, you know, give it a try. So that would be an example, more of a beta mindset type situation where they're actually compromising on their purpose. If they have one, if they don't even have a purpose, then they're, they're very lost anyway, but they're compromising on their purpose. Um, reacting to the circumstances of life to kind of just try to find some kind of inclusion or happiness, right? So right away, we can establish baseline whether or not it might be good for you, right? Just on that basis alone. But let's talk a little bit about logistics here for a minute. Um, so I, I practice non-monogamy in my own life. I'm like, I'm not a monogamous man. I'm not a one woman man. I've talked about this a lot. I do have a, a committed girlfriend who I have agreements with and we live together. We cohabitate. Um, however, I also see and date other people. And so does she, right? Um, we practice an open lifestyle. Now, I don't really like the term polyamory because I think that it's kind of a, I think it's kind of overstating things. Like I, I feel like it come like that sort of behavior comes with like an expectation that, uh, I mean, it's okay. I guess if you want to get that specific about things and you have a specific desire to, to, um, you know, to pursue that type of non-monogamy in particular. However, 
So right away, but that that's one of the issues I have with it is that it has an expectation for agreement. It's kind of like I do want to practice non-monogamy, but only with people who will, you know, be in kind of like a committed type situation with me. Now that's not how everyone who says that they're polyamorous uh, behaves. That's not what they expect. However, I want to speak to this for a minute. I spent a number of years in in the non-monogamous community, polyamorous community. And one of the reasons, now this was back when I was very much a beta male. This is back when I had the beta mentality. This is back when I was not creating my own destiny. Back when I was in sexual scarcity. And when I was uh, basically just really struggling to find myself, right? And I was in that community because basically... I was, I'm just going to say it like it is. So I was an empty vessel. I was a man with no purpose. I was a man with no confidence. I was a man with no, uh, I was a man with no concrete self-actualization, right? I was, uh, instead I was looking to everyone else for validation, looking to everyone else for love, looking to everyone else for acceptance. And to me, it's like, I couldn't get enough. And that's really the reason why, I mean, there was a part of me that wanted to experiment with other women. Uh, but, uh, the thing is, is that the reason polyamory was attractive to me was because I wanted other people's love because it made me feel desired and made me feel worthwhile. See now that was the absolute wrong reason for me to consider polyamory because, because all that did actually was exacerbate the problem and put a bunch of chaos into my life. When the truth of the matter is that the real issue I was having was that I wasn't validating myself. I wasn't being a fully actualized, self-reliant, fully capable man on my own, right? And so once I, once I figured that out, once I got on the alpha mentality journey, once I learned how to become an alpha mentality man, once I learned how to validate myself, once I learned how to achieve true abundance for myself, well, polyamory actually lost a lot of its luster for me because basically what it was, was it was multiple, you know, committed relationships with agreements. That's a lot of damn work. The odds that you're gonna be able to do it well are pretty slim. It's hard enough being in one committed relationship and taking responsibility for it and doing it correctly. Like that's hard enough, right? Um, without the need for all of that external love and validation, the cost of that type of relationship quickly outweighed the benefits. So, uh, so why do I continue to live non-monogamously? Well, uh, to sim simply put, I love to date. I love women. I love uh, experiencing the fullness of life, and I love and 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 and. This is important to me. This is something that I will not live without anymore. I must be able to live my life on my terms, how I want to, right? But see, here's the thing. All of this comes on the heels of me becoming a fully self-validated, actualized man. So here's the thing is I don't need a relationship to validate me. I don't need women to validate me. I don't need 
anyone's inclusion or acceptance to feel validated, to feel confident, to understand my power, to understand who I am as a man and to be at peace with it. Right. So, <clears throat> so I come into life saying like now I come into life saying, you know, I am this kind of man. I'm going to pursue the businesses I want. I'm going to spend my time how I want. I'm going to date the women I want. And if I happen to meet a woman, a woman exceptional enough that I wish that we wish to make agreements together and she will still accept everything that I am and, and won't give me drama about it. Well, that is a possibility. See, and that's what I found in my girlfriend. Like her and I have been together for almost four years. She accepts who I am. She accepts the way that I live my life. She accepts that I'm not going to compromise on it. Right. I do make agreements and I, and I'm honest and I am trustworthy, right? Because those are important things. I take, I, it's serious to me. Committed relationships are a responsibility. You take responsibility for them. Uh, but I don't have responsibility for like, like her personal choices or how she feels or anything. Like I have responsibility to conduct myself appropriately. And then she has the same, right? Uh, and so then if one of us messes up, well, you know, the other one's probably going to walk away from it because that's the alpha mentality thing to do because we don't need other people to validate us, but we do need human connection, inclusion, right? Be this is why pair bonding is attractive to us. We're social creatures, right? And so pair bonding actually has a lot of benefits and a lot of people will want to do it right now. Not everyone's going to want to pair bond and have their partner, um, you know, date other people. And that's fine. Uh, some people, for some people, it's really important to them. Some people, it's not so important to them. I don't actually, I don't think that you have to be non-monogamous to embrace the alpha mentality. I don't think that at all. And I don't think that it's beta of you to not want your partner to date other people. I don't think that at all. I think that those are pretty natural things, right? Um, the particular circumstances of my life and how I am made up as a person and my preferences and the things I care about lead me to be predisposed to a certain type of lifestyle. And I've found my happiness in that. And I like it very much. And I don't see any reason to change it. Right. It, the, the benefits far outweigh the costs for me. And so that's, that's why I do it. Now let's return to the polyamory thing though. See, and, but that helps you to understand why I switched from polyamory to just Basically, I mean, my, my dating philosophy is I'm going to do whatever I want. That's pretty much my philosophy, right? And then I accept the consequences that come with that. I accept that there are going to be some people who are not going to want to date me because I have that mentality. It's like, okay, that's fine. I don't, I don't need anyone to need to date me or to want to date me or to desire me for me to feel self-actualized, right? See, this is what I think is the problem in general when we start talking about polyamory is that there are so many people in it who are acting at a validational deficit. Now, that's not everyone, but there are a lot of people who basically use sex and relationships to help them fill the void that they cannot fill themselves within themselves, right? And so I think that that is a very telling mindset, right? And so I think that everyone needs to take a serious look at themselves. And if they have some kind of emptiness inside, if they have some kind of deficit that they're unable to fill or satisfy on their own, it's really important that they 
not only become aware of it, but also start figuring out how to fix it. And the way you fix it, you know, long story short, well, you have to resolve your trauma. That's one thing. Do shadow work, right? Read the book, um, uh, to be a man, a guide to true masculine power by Robert Augustus masters. Uh, that was the book that really helped me to understand my trauma, to look back and see the events that shaped me that led to me not being a fully actualized man. And then I had to kind of go back. I had to do some work on that. Right. Um, I had to do some mirror talking to myself. I had to build myself back up again. I had to do shadow work to figure out what trauma from my past I was unaware of that was hindering me today. Right. And so these things all really helped me to, to actually love myself and to give myself value and to believe that I didn't need anyone else to love me, to feel like I was worth something and to feel happy. Right. Um, there was a time in my life when being alone in my house, without someone desiring me or without someone paying attention to me uh, was nearly unbearable because I had so little self validation. I'd there's so little self love. There was so little purpose in me that I, I found meaning in nothing else, only other people's perception of me. But then once I, once I went through the alpha journey, embraced the alpha mentality came to understand that, I had to be responsible for my own happiness. Well, the difference now is that I'm very, very happy and content to sit alone in my house and just do my own things. I will work. I will, you know, find ways to entertain myself. I will nourish my mind with information. I will nourish my body with good food and exercise, and I'll nourish my spirit with my meditative practices and my my quest for peace every single day where I manage my stress and anxiety, right? Um, all these things are things we should do every single day. And they're things that we need other people for, and we shouldn't be relying on other people to make us feel like we're worth something, right? All right. Now, with that being said, that's kind of a talk about the alpha mentality in regards to polyamory. But now let's talk about whether or not polyamory is actually a good idea for your dating life. Okay, so here's the first thing. The first thing that if you are polyamorous, um, unless you are, uh, let's put it this way, unless you're just really, really good at, uh, the best way to say this is if you have really good game and or you are really good looking, right? and or you are really attractive from some other metric like there's some other metric that makes that really increases your desirability so in other words um unless your attraction is really really high being polyamorous will restrict your dating pool right actually being non-monogamous in any way is going to restrict your dating pool beyond what it would be if you were just a single man or woman with the potential for pair bonding. And the reason for that is because there are so many people in this world who, who don't want to get involved with people who cannot feasibly be a long-term partner option. Um, now that is excluding short-term mating strategies, of course. Uh, and that's also excluding cases where you're just so desirable that it doesn't matter. There are some cases where you can, you know, there are some people whose attraction is so high that 
to other people, it doesn't really matter if they're available or not. Just the appeal of being with someone so desirable is enough of a draw that, you know, the polyamory or whatever doesn't matter, right? So that's one thing is that for some people, it'll restrict your dating pool a little bit. Um, another thing to be aware of is that I think it's really important to ask yourself, is polyamory what you really want? Now, there are a lot of people who say they want to be polyamorous because they love the idea of being with more than one person. They love the idea of, you know, having the, an adventurous sex life, being able to sleep with other people, being able to have multiple boyfriends or girlfriends or boyfriend and girlfriends or whatever. Um, however, then they turn around and when their partners get infatuated with other people, they just lose their mind. Why? It goes back to that validational deficit again and jealousy. So what we have is we have a lot of people practicing polyamory who actually maybe intellectually, they like the idea, but emotionally they are literally not there. They cannot practice it. Right. I once went to this, I once went to this uh, conference and this polyamorous couple was basically giving a lecture about what successful polyamory looked like. And basically what this was, was this was a woman who, um, uh, what this looked like to me, and I'm just going to be real with you here. What it looked like to me, it was a mess, by the way, it was a complete circus. But what, what it looked like to me was it looked like a very, like a woman who basically had very, low desirability like she didn't she wasn't really developing any of her attraction metrics at all so so her levels of like attractiveness and desire were pretty low on on every front so so it was like kind of like an undesirable woman who was dating living with two men and these both of these men were their attraction metrics were so underdeveloped that like i dare say that like they had a lot of work to do on themselves, let's put it that way, but they weren't doing it. And the three of them were basically existing in this kind of like stagnating poly, you know, living situation, right? It's, it's, it was sort of like, it felt to me like all three of them kind of fell into this because it was their best option, right? It was just kind of the best way they could find to get love and desire. No, I don't know. I'm not a mind reader. I can't say that for sure. That's what it looked like to me, right? And she proceeded to give this, um, this story, by the way, these men, like the one guy kept trying to talk and give points because they were up on the stage together, but then she kept like telling him to be quiet and shutting him down. So it was really awkward. He had no masculine frame, absolutely 0% masculine frame, no control over his life, no control over the frame of the relationship. He was literally just like a puppy dog, right? To this, to this unattractive woman. Okay. So anyway, this woman then proceeded to kind of give the speech. And at one point she was like, you know, she basically was like, here's the thing about polyamory. It's not easy. You're going to get really mad. You're going to get really jealous. Um, you know, just the other day I went on a date with a guy and basically, you know, she was like going to bang this other guy. And the, uh, the one guy got so mad that he punched a wall because he was jealous. And it was just, she was just like, it's just a fact of life. And it's like, what is wrong with you? Like, what is wrong with you? It's utter chaos. This is um, mania to me. This is lunacy, 
right? Um, all of this is beta mentality nonsense, right? Just absolutely a life and relationship out of control with no, no elf mentality, no rationality, no reasonability, no responsibility whatsoever. Okay, so the reason I tell that story is to demonstrate how it is not acceptable to claim a title like poly, being polyamorous, but then not being able to actually go through with the, with the process. It's kind of like saying, yeah, I'm a good boyfriend, but then you're a crappy boyfriend. Or it's like saying, yeah, I'm a really good woman, and then being a crappy wife for a crappy girlfriend. Um, you can claim it, but it's not going to be worth anything if you suck at it, right? If you don't develop those skills and learn how to and learn how to be something for yourself, right? So uh, you got to develop as a person, right? Now, if we're always improving, always learning, leveling up mind, body, spirit, minding our business, getting our money, pursuing our purpose, living with the alpha mentality, well, it won't be too long before we get pretty good at it, whatever it is we're trying to do especially dating, being in a relationship, whatever. It's not easy. Being in a long-term relationship is not easy. I'll give anyone that. But we we have to do better or we're just going to fail, right? So, so here's the thing. There are a lot of people out there claiming polyamory because they want the benefits, but the costs are too much for them to bear. They're punching walls. They're freaking out. Uh, they can't stand... Uh, they can't stand their partners sleeping with people, even though that's the whole gig, right? So that's not really polyamory, and that's not really non-monogamy uh, done well. What that is is a bunch of chaotic mess, and it's a bunch of beta mentality nonsense, and it's no way to conduct yourself or live your life, right? Um a man or a woman has to have control of their destiny, control of their emotions, control of their faculties. They have to be they have to be good at it to a point. And if you're not, uh, you know, none of us are perfect, but when we make mistakes, we have to figure out why they happened and we have to fix that. Like it's really important. And and I know that that's easier said than done. Trust me, I do. Like I do know that. But we still have to try, right? Okay, so those are my main observations about polyamory, right? Um, another thing about polyamory is that it's very rarely a long-term uh, pair bonding solution. It, they, it tends to, polyamorous relationships, generally speaking, tend to break apart much, uh, much more commonly than like pair bonding like relationships do. So like, um, you know, for example, getting into a three-way relationship is much less likely a three or four-way relationship is much less likely to last 10 years than if you get into a pair bonding relationship with a person and get married, for example, right? Um, getting married, there's a high divorce rate, but there's a lot higher breakup rate, right? Uh, now, I don't know what the breakup rate for polyamorous relationships is versus the breakup rate for monogamous people. It's probably the same. Uh, however, just be aware that it's not generally a long-term uh, mating solution that actually brings stability to your life. It's more of a 
it's more of a solution for short-term kind of fun, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, it takes a, it takes a great deal of work to make any long-term relationship last. But when you start injecting more people into it, it gets infinitely more complex. So that's just the facts of the matter. You, it can be done. I think it can be done, but it'd take one hell of a strong man to be able to hold frame in that kind of relationship and keep it together and not let the drama overrun him, right? That's for real. Um, and, and, and it is up to men. Women cannot lead. They cannot successfully lead a relationship um, unless they're in a relationship with nothing but beta mentality men. Um, read uh, The Man's Guide to Women by John Gottman. John Gottman is uh, he's probably forgotten more about human mating behavior than uh, than I, you know, have learned. He's so brilliant. Um, he says, and this is kind of the whole point of this book. So here's the news flash: Men, you have the power to make or break a relationship. That's right. Research shows that what men do in a relationship is, by a large margin, the crucial factor that separates a great relationship from a failed one. Why? Because women crave stability and security and safety, and they rely on the strength of, of the uh, the man in the relationship. Now, I'm just talking about relationships between men and women. Obviously, you know, if uh, if a woman's not dating men, this doesn't really apply to her. There's different things at play. But when a man and woman and a woman are in a relationship, the woman depends on it to be the strength, right? The masculine strength. We behave this way for a reason because we evolved and we adapted for it. So, here's the thing. Uh, like I, I have nothing against polyamory, you know, as a general kind of relationship guideline, but I don't practice it because I find that the cost really outweighs the benefits. Um, it's difficult enough to take responsibility for one committed relationship with a woman in my life, much less more of them. It's a lot of work. Um, maybe if I were in a different place in life, I would think a little differently. Maybe if I had the resources to invest into it to make up the difference. However, I dare say that I cannot in good faith say that I have the time, the resources, the energy right, to spend on more than one serious relationship with a woman. And so what ends up happening is if I do, you know, date any other women, all those turn into more just like fun uh, friendships, um, you know, those turn into very more, more casual and short-term type things. And so then the agreement committed relationship, the agreement driven committed relationship is with my girlfriend and it just kind of stays that way. And, and so I find that the benefits to that situation outweigh the cost for me. But in polyamory, it, the scales tip way too far. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's why I think of it for me personally. And it's really important that you do that cost-benefit analysis for yourself. It's also different for men and women a little bit. Um, men and women will look at different factors when they're calculating the cost and the benefits. Um, and that's a, that's a topic for another video because we're already 30 minutes into this one. Uh, if you would like to be polyamorous, I'm going to give you a couple pieces of advice. Number one, always practice safety. 
always practice safety um, because, you know, STDs are a real thing. Um, Pregnancy is a real thing. Those things get real messy and complicated real fast, and it can compromise your safety. So be safe. Uh, and then number two, make sure that you are working from a validational um, fullness. Do not be at a deficit. Do not enter polyamory or or any dating type scenario in any capacity to fill an emptiness inside of you. You have to fill that emptiness yourself. And then you have to move on and you have to, you know, if you're going to date people, if you're going to have relationships, then you can engage with those people on equal footing. And you should also engage with people who don't have a, a deficit either. Engage with people who have their their life together, who are living with the alpha mentality, who are minding their business, getting their money, pursuing their purpose, leveling up my body spirit, find purpose in your life. Never make relationships the goal. The goal is your purpose. The great problem you wish to help solve, creating the solution that you want to be known for, a legacy to leave behind. That should be your primary focus. Whether, regardless of whether you're a man or a woman. And then relationships should be created so that you can find quality people to walk beside you in life, either one person or in polyamory, be many people to walk beside you in life, to be a complement to your life as you move toward your purpose and your goals. Anything outside of that is going to waste your time. It's going to bog you down. It's going to make you less effective. It's going to cost more than it benefits you. And that is a recipe for true and thorough disaster. There's just no other way to say it. That's just how it goes. So, uh, all right. Well, hopefully this has been informative. Hopefully you've learned a few things from this about what polyamory is and kind of my just really um, baseline thoughts about it. Maybe I'll do some more videos on this later on if this, um, you know, if people like this. I don't know that my audience is interested in this. But um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what you guys think. Leave me a comment. Drop me a message. Let me know what you think. Go with grace, my friends. Never give up your power. This is Josh Segafis signing off. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit www.joshuasegafis.com. Catch you on the flip side.